Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Okay, so we're live today, right? Today, Yeah, this is live. This is actually going on right now. Okay, so I just want you to guys... Hello, everyone. Pastor Galen, Shine Hills Church. I'm so glad that you could join us today. And yes, we're just a little bit on the goofy level. But these guys, I needed to know. I just, I needed to know that is, uh, if this was going to be live today. Because today is 37 years of holy matrimony. And I think my Hallelujah. Yeah, and I think my wife needs some kind of a medal or Man, something. I would I mean, say so. Yeah, it's Did amazing. you win any money for that? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's there were some of your friends who said, "No, she's not going to she's not going to hang in there with you that." Oh, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I need to go back through that cuz they say, "Yeah, this isn't going to last." Yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> well, I know I won a lot at, oh, on my 25 gosh. years, so I I hear you, bro. 7 years. <laughs> now, I just got to thinking this morning, that's why people look at me so weird when I say I'm 47. That's uh, <laughs> It's like uh, that's why. That's a, well. Uh, I, I mean, I don't. I I guess I assumed that's how it worked in Kansas. Yeah. That you guys, that's just, you, you just had to do that that way. Well, it's arranged marriage. It's like yeah. <laughs> we okay. feel sorry for this guy. There's a girl that you know. You know, it's gonna work out. It's gonna work yeah, out. Right. Well, anyway, so happy anniversary yeah. to my bride if she happens to listen to this. Yeah. And so congratulations. She does listen to this because she like she thinks you're funny. Oh, and so I know <laughs> just she's gonna listen. Yeah, yeah no. looks aren't everything. That's right. So. So today we actually do have a very serious topic, and I cannot wait to hear what you have to say because we got a, we've got an email, right? <laughs> yes, the email yes. that came through, and and this is a very insightful question. Do you happen to have it in front of you? Uh, I, I'll, you I'll can pull it, it up. Yeah, I'm going to get. I'm going to narrate the best I can. Okay, but he but he was asking about the millennial kingdom, and he was asking about does the bride of Christ, and how does the bride of Christ and the martyred. Uh, saints in the tribulation time and the Old Testament saints, are they all a part of the church? Do they have the same roles, different roles? And, you know, I've I've had fleeting thoughts about those things because I've just thought, hmm, I wonder, I wonder about that. But I've never actually articulated it in a question. I'm not sure I've ever asked it. I think I was doing my best to read up a little bit last night and trying mm-hmm. to. And so I'm anxious to know if you came across the answer. No. Yeah. It's no, I, well, I was really leaning on you, Galen. Yeah, well, thanks. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> this I, is going to be the blind leading the blind. You know, when it comes to the millennial kingdom, I, you know, I, um, all millennial, post millennial, pre millennial, I have a, I have a decent working knowledge, but it's, it's a, it's one of those things that I have to get into it, I have to read up on it. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't live in that world mm-hmm. of under, you know, I, I, because I have a pre-millennial view, so I understand that view really well. I can yeah. articulate that one, but to articulate the other views, sometimes I have to kind of get a running start. Right. Um, but but on this particular one, I th- I thought it was a great question. Um, I would, uh, and I I think we should just continue to massage it a little bit because I just I'm, I'm not sure exactly if if the Old Testament saints, the church, and the martyred saints that are in the tribulation that go to to heaven. Do we have the same role? Do we just kind of all blend together? Is there a distinction in the millennium? I think that was the nature of the question. Yeah, so so it's it's a little bit of a lengthy email, but here's the first paragraph. All right, go ahead. It says, uh, in the course of discussing March, Mark Hitchcock's book, The End, I hope either you or Galen, Galen specifically, I emphasis mine, <laughs> <That's not> uh, <laughs> which <laughs> would explain this matter of who or what is the bride of Christ. Hitchcock 
Hitchcock writes about all New Testament believers being part of the bride of Christ on page 227, then goes on to say on page 361 that the New Jerusalem is the bride of Christ. How can both be true? And then he says, um, something I've been considering a long time, uh, namely the Old Testament believers and tribulation saints have been excluded from the bride, as Hitchcock says on page 225, and are classified as friends of or guests of the bride. Yeah. Then would it seem so strange that some New Testament believers are excluded as well? Yeah, that last part. I, the New Testament believers, which would be, um, I guess you would call that the the, the tribulation saints, right? Because they yeah. they weren't necessarily because the bride. If I if the view that we have, the premillennial right. view, is the bride is caught up in the air with Christ, right? And uh, then then we meet the Lord in the air. Now, I I did do some reading last night, and here's what Hitchcock, in my best understanding of what he said, he said that basically our time in heaven. That what I would consider the the bema seat of Christ, that judgment we stand before God mm-hmm. for that seven year period of time, um, while the while on earth there's a tribulation going on, okay, mm-hmm. um, and during that tribulation there are people that are, many people are going to come to faith in Christ. They're going to realize, wow, this okay, I've sat through some of this stuff and this is this is going the wrong direction, right? And but the the hard part about that is, in of course uh, the the sixth, there was it the fifth seal. I think it's the fifth seal that those martyred, right? They're going to be martyred. They're going to be beheaded. Mm-hmm. It's very specific. Beheaded right. because of their relationship with Christ. So to come to Christ during the tribulation is not for the faint of heart, but there's going right. to be many that will. Right. Okay, so the church is up in heaven having this wedding ceremony or this bema seat. Now, here's what Hitchcock said based on what I understand what he said. He said that time we're going to be in heaven, that seven years, is actually more of a the wedding the ceremony, I guess you could say, and then the millennial kingdom is the the banquet. Okay, that's kind of how he I understand him articulated it because okay. he said those that are the the uh, a normal banquet for a wedding for a Jewish wedding in uh, the Galilee, which is a very specific place where they had the this a lot of uniqueness about the wedding, you know, about going back and getting the bride and blowing mm-hmm. the trumpet and. You know, there's some right. cool stuff. Yep. If you understand that wedding, you go, "Oh, that's the model." Yeah. That, or that's what the what he's using to show us what it's going to be like. Right. It's really interesting. Right. But he said that, um, or this is not what Hitchcock said, but I know that if you're uh, uh, wealthy, that uh, or a normal wedding is like seven years. Or seven years. Sorry, seven days. I was going to say that is one that's long, a long wedding. That's a long. It wedding. felt like seven years. <laughs> Mine did, but. <laughs> It wasn't quite <laughs> so seven days. But if they were wealthy, it, they would double that. I mean, it could be a fourteen day uh, oh, celebration. Right. And so what he says with you know with the heavenly Father, it's going to be a millennium, a thousand years of a wedding banquet with Christ rule and reigning. And so um, that may be where that's a little distinction that I've never a nuance. That I'm mm-hmm. not even saying I believe that. I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested in it. Yeah. But yeah. the one thing that I can say, if I would say anything about to the, to answer this guy, is when I studied this and been thinking about it even now, it makes me realize, you know, to be a part of the bride is a is a is a really big deal and it's an important deal, and uh, I don't know, it makes me feel good about being, you know, you know, our role in the right. bride. There's there's days that are difficult, tough, and all this right. stuff. We got a lot, right. but I'm I'm just like I'm so glad. 
uh, I think the bride of Christ is a is a really big deal. Even you, especially when you look at the Jewish wedding, yeah. and how how special how she's supposed to be waiting and ready, yeah. and uh, and listening for that that trumpet blast for him to to take her to be the father's house. You know, he's built on his father's house and take her home to be with him. Beautiful right. picture, and it's like, man, I'm I'm glad to be a part of the bride. Now, does that mean the bride is is uh, I don't know to say the Old Testament saints and say you know Abraham, Isaac, and Moses are going to be just visitors. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a hard <laughs> right. one for me to get my head around. Well, and I one of the things that I've really been chewing on is is the fact that that really all metaphors break down. Okay, you know, so so I think sometimes we take metaphors further than they're really intended for to sure, go, for and sure. and yeah. so we have to. I, I think we have to be careful with that. Yep. Uh, having said that, though, I I really like this um, this picture that that unfolds, especially as we start talking about that Galilean wedding yep. and and this idea that how important the church is to Christ. Right. And and to your point, Galen, we we have this responsibility of communicating that and asking the Holy Spirit to do his work, that she would be without blemish that, you know, I mean, it's, that's a big deal. And so I don't know the, you know, back to the old Testament saints, um, it's still faith that, that saved them. You know, I mean, it's, it's right. It's not the sacrifices. Those sacrifices were put in place during a time of law to show them how difficult it was we live in a time of grace where we, you know, we, we don't have to do those sacrifices, but it's still like, I still can't walk this world perfectly right. without sin. Right. So, um, so it's faith that saves us in the old Testament, in the new Testament, in the old right. Testament, we look forward, they look forward to Christ in the new Testament. We're looking at Christ right. where we're at right now. We're looking back at Christ. And right. so I, I don't know. I don't know if that's helpful. Um, this is just how I've been processing. Yep. No, I think it's it's been a kind of a fun, fun journey just to think about you know what that that future looks like, and uh, and I think it's a uh, important. It, really, people that don't have this view that we have don't even can't even have this discussion. I want to talk a little bit about mm. that because the different millennial views I think are really important. But um, you know, here it is on my my thirty seventh anniversary, and I realize how important my bride is, and I've been thinking yeah. about that as I've been reading, and and to think that that we are the bride of Christ, and that God loves, you know, has has, you know, has made a way for His Son to have, you know, this bride, and mm-hmm. whereas Israel, really, is you know, God is you know, the, you know it says He's. He's like a father, or I'm sorry, like a husband to them, and they were unfaithful. He uses all yeah. these metaphors about Israel being a wife and Christ being a bride or a betrothed, right? Yes, yeah. and we're not because we're we haven't had the wedding ceremony yet. That's yet future, according to our view. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's it's some beautiful metaphors. I I appreciate what you said too, though. Metaphors break down, but these are they're they're beautiful metaphors. Now, there's one more thing I want to add because I thought this was interesting. Uh, um, I, I've thought about these. I've thought about rewards in heaven, but I've never thought about them like this. Mm. You know, uh, Hitchcock talks about in his book that um, the you know, and and I remember in seminary they would say that you know the church doesn't talk a lot about re- rewards. We yeah. just don't camp there because we're so based on works and salvation by grace through faith. It's like uh, yeah. you know we are you know basically we're you know. We don't. It's it's hard for us to think and talk about rewards, but I think what he's sh- showing is that 
you know, the bride being adorned and the individuals that will be a part of this bride, the kind of wedding garment you have will determine the kind of life you lived here on earth. It's kind of mm-hmm. what I heard him, mm-hmm. what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And so those that are, you know, you know, committed and sacrificial and building the body or whatever it may be, or doing the things of God, being obedient, yeah. that will determine the kind of your faithfulness, you know, in, in every area, with your talent, with your tithe, with your, all those things. Yeah. Um, those things, according to, to Hitchcock, will matter, and that will be the kind of wedding clothes, if you will, mm. that you'll be bringing to the banquet. Wow. I thought it was an interesting picture. It kind of said, yeah. when I read it, I thought, man, I want to, it made me want to up my game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, right. Is it, this yeah. stuff, it this matters. stuff matters. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think I fundamentally believe that, but um, I don't know. Sometimes we need to be reminded, that, and, and I just, like, kind of quickened me a little bit. It's like, you know, this yeah. This does matter. You know, we're trying to push out and, and start new churches and continue on and go yeah. reach across the street and around the world. And and that matters. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I ever think it doesn't, but I sometimes forget that that's, uh, that may be the... How weighty it is. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of fun. No, that's a really, that's a great, great reminder. I, I know that a lot of times we we do preach that, like, God loves us no matter what. If you've if you've received Jesus, you're going to you you know you get into heaven and and all that's true. But but the works that we do in Christ's name that that matters. Yeah, and those are that boy that is well a, a cup of cold water given in my name will not lose its reward. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know that's that's what how Jesus described it. And yeah. so I I don't know we don't talk enough probably about that with our with people and things. But being a part of the bride, being faithful and and. And I would say, too, you think about the people that are faithful. You know, yeah. we were just looking at our finances the other day, and it's like people have been yes. faithful. I mean, yeah, we've, we've all taken a hit and all those things, but compared right. to what it could be, wow, people's faithfulness. And I'm just thinking, man, this is these are faithful people that are, yeah. they're not, you know, they're not able to show up for church. They're not able to be, a, you know, all right. those things, and yet they're still being faithful. That, and I just think, man, yeah. I, way to go, church. Yeah, That's awesome. and, and the fact that because of their faithfulness, we are able to reach across the street sure. around the world, Continue. and they're, they're committed to that. I know um, I, w- I was talking to our uh, executive minister, uh, Paul Mitten, and he was saying that he thought the numbers that were coming to him were two to three times the normal amount of churches would be closing in the next year than normal. Wow. And I just I just look at our finances and, yeah. and where our people are, and I— and I'm just amazed. I yeah. mean, they've been good. Oh, man. And no God kidding. is good. No kidding. Well, and and uh, thank people like the lady behind the glass. And, you know, we've got some tech people and IT people, yes. and, you know, Tug and James. And, and that have for years have continued to build our capacity to reach through these microphones. I yes. mean, this is a lot of stuff that has to happen to go from, you know, us goofing around and bantering <laughs> right. to get it out to people that are listening and, and hopefully edifying uh, life a little bit. Yeah, but, no, that's excellent. So anyway, thanks to all those folks as well. <clears throat> okay, let's talk millennium just real quick. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to read a passage, Isaiah chapter 11, because this is one of those, there's a, uh, Hitchcock has in his book, I'm going to count three, six, nine, twelve, about about 15 passages that are, talking about the millennial kingdom. So here's an example of one of those 15. Okay. Most of them are in Isaiah. There's two in Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Amos, and Zechariah. Okay, here's the one in, uh, I'm going to read in Isaiah chapter 11, and I'm going to start reading in verse 6. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. 
the calf and the lion and the fatted calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear graze shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play, play over the hole of a cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand into the ad, adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. And, and it continues to go on, but it get, that's the, that's, that hasn't happened. Right. Okay. So anybody that is, is all millennial, that means they believe that right now there's no millennium. That means we're living in the millennial kingdom. Right. And Christ is going to return. And when he returns, that begins the eternal state, new heaven and new earth, Revelation chapter 21. Yep. Okay. Right. Um, for those of us that see this as yet future, it's like, wait a minute, there's a bunch of verses that don't fit anything. That right. can't happen right, right. now. And uh, I've got a kind of a funny story that <clears throat> this came here again from March Hitch- Hitchcock, if I can find it real quick. But he talks about this story how, you know, Barnum and Bailey, um, P.T. Barnum. Okay, let me yeah. read this real quick. P.T. Barnum, the famous circus showman, loved to show visiting preachers his exhibit called The Happy Family. Which, in which lions, tigers, and panthers squatted around a lamb without aggression. When visiting preachers asked Barnum if the group ever had any trouble, he would say, oh, apart from replenishing a lamb now and then, they got along really well. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hitchcock says, we are not in the millennium now. <laughs> this, w- this world is not what it's supposed to be. And it is, it is not what God created it to be, but the Bible declares that someday it will be. Yeah. And so I thought that was kind of a <laughs> cool way to say that, you know, those that are in the all millennial, means no millennium. That means they believe that we're living in the millennium right now. Right. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of verses that just don't fit. Right. Like you, this one. You have to take those and make them figurative. Exactly. And yeah. that's why most that believe the all millennial view allegorize the whole book of Revelation. Everything's right. allegory. No literal right. fulfillment of anything. And that's how, that's because of, they've got to fit it in somehow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I just look at those passages and I don't think that they that those are figurative. I mean, that's my conviction. I, yeah. I, I look at them and I, I think that there are, uh, we've talked a little bit about shadows, you know. Yep. So there, there are shadows, there are types. There, it's kind of like, as it is here, it, the, we're going to see an ultimate fulfillment. And, exactly. and so mm, I see how some people um, will take those and figuratively talk them through. But ultimately, that is a real, that is an actual passage that will be fulfilled yeah. in the future. And well, so, in yeah. Barnum, you know, he, he <laughs> like a shadow, figuratively, you know, definitely domesticated lions and, you know, wild yeah. animals and those kind of things. And we can do that now. Yeah. Um, and we've seen examples of that. But they're still wild. Yeah. This is not the the infant lying down with a cobra. Right. You know, that's right. a that's a whole different kind of uh level. But I do believe that was what it was like in the garden. Yeah. Right? Before yeah. the fall. For sure. And and I even think, you know, and what he's saying here, I think that the lion, you know, his big saber tooth looking teeth look like it's it's he's a carnivore, but it's very possible he that he could eat he could eat grass. We were in, um, came in back through Yellowstone, and, mm-hmm. you know, bears are carnivores, right. but they also feed on berries and grass right. and roots and all these other things. We actually saw a grizzly and watched her for about, I don't know, 10, wow. 15 minutes and videoed her. But everything she was eating was she was digging up berries and things, but they also said they would they would find moles or voles, whatever they are called, right. and dig those up and eat those as well. So she, she could eat both. Yeah. But 
but definitely could survive on the roots and berries. And so these big, massive creatures, um, I believe in the garden, could have claws and dig up berries or roots. Right. And, uh, and, uh, but now, because of the fall, I think there's a carnivorous uh, law of the jungle yeah. that happened, you know, and you got whoever's, what is it, that deal about Africa, you know, uh, I wish I could think of it. I'll think of it someday and I'll, I'll tell everybody. <laughs> but it's basically the, the biggest, you know, the toughest eat the others and those are the fastest don't get eaten. And uh-huh. and uh, basically, oh, I know that the lion has to get up and run to get his food and the, the zebra or the gazelle gets up and runs to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And basically in Africa is you got to get up running, right? You yes. know, so that's how you wake up. Well, there's going to be a day that's not going to be necessary. Yeah. And I, the Bible talks about that. That's what we believe to be a future yeah. millennial kingdom. When Christ is sitting on a literal throne in Jerusalem, uh, ruling and reigning, and the bride somehow participating, ruling and reigning with him. Yeah. Well, we've got so much more we could talk oh, about. Oh, man. And, then, and I know we're at the end of our time. But uh, anyway, that's a, at least a shot at trying to, to uh, I don't know, address this Amazing, I think. Hey, Galen, don't listen to this part. (laughs) Mary Kay, happy anniversary. You have a great dude. We (laughs) love that guy. Thanks, brother. God bless you. And you all be strong and very courageous. See you next time.